Support for WVIK comes from Kathleen Collins at the Dragonfly in Bettendorf. Using both conventional and alternative counseling methods for empowerment to help create change for individuals and couples. More information is at KathleenCollinsCounseling.com. The Great Quad Cities Listen was made possible thanks to support from the Joyce and Tony Singh Family Foundation. Hello, I'm David Martin. And I'm Ellen Martin. Ellen and Dave met each other in 1979. She grew up in the Quad Cities, and she was uh, working at the Corps of Engineers as a part-time employee for the... Um, that's why she's going to school. To she's going to college, and I got a job as an engineer with the Corps of Engineers. And so I moved here from Michigan and and met her at, at work, essentially, and one thing led to another, I guess. They got married in 1982 and have lived in Rock Island ever since. Ellen and Dave came to the WBIK studios to record some of their memories as part of the great Quad Cities Listen. Ellen, I understand that uh, I know you grew up here in Davenport and I know your mom did also. And I was just wanted to ask you a couple of questions and kind of about your grandparents and your mom's life here in, in Davenport area. I understand that your grandfather owned some businesses in uh, Davenport. You know, it's kind of funny. I was As I was thinking about coming on StoryCorps, it's the first time that I ever called my grandfather Schaefer grandpa. I, I never met him. He was dead long before I was born. And so I never thought of him as a grandfather. I, I don't know why that is, I, maybe because I never met him. And I have a picture of him sitting right before me today as I talk and do this interview. It's a picture of him holding one of his children. Um, it's kind of going to inspire me. Uh, he was born a long time ago. I never had the opportunity to meet him, like I said. Um, he had quite a life. I understand uh, from just discussions with your brothers and sisters and stuff also that he owned some cabins as one of his businesses? Um, you know, in the Quad Cities, we live in Rock Island, you and I, and the Quad Cities has always been important. I grew up in Davenport. And my grandpa, Schaefer, I get to call him that now, Henry J. Schaefer was his name, um, we just found out the name of some cabins he built. My sister Grace and my brother Mike and my brother-in-law Mike went to the Davenport Library and we looked in the city directories. I had never done that before. And we found the name, I found it actually, of the cabins that he owned. And it was called the Sunset Tourist Cabins. And he got the name because he loved to travel. He took his family and back then was dirt roads because he was born in 1887. So there was dirt roads and he went all around the country. And when he went out east to uh, Pennsylvania, which is kind of funny because that's where my dad is actually from, um, he got the name from the Sunset Tourist Cabins out there. He kind of stole the name. They were actually located, it's quite interesting, at the uh, corner of Kimberly and Brady. There's a gas station there now, I think across yeah. like from Toys R Us. That northeast corner. That northeast corner right there. He had like six to eight cabins, something like that. I never saw the cabins. Again, they were gone long before I was born. Um, but his his uh, oldest son, Uncle Loris, um, who's still alive, he uh, helped build those cabins. Um, uh, it's quite 
a neat story that um, they had lived a different place in Davenport, but they moved uh, up to uh, the Brady area near the cabins. And my mom always said that when she got done with school, she got on a bus and the bus ended, but she had to walk the rest of the way. There wasn't even sidewalk. The only thing around she remembered was a church, um, the public stadium, and there was uh, the armory. I believe they were the only places that were around at that time where she had to walk home. And they lived in a house right near those cabins. Wow. So that, I mean, way past even the, the stadium, huh? That's uh, quite a ways then for Yeah, there was no, no sidewalks uh, or anything. No yeah. shoveling of snow. She had to trudge through all that snow. Uh, they even lived in a house that was later moved up the street, further up on Brady Street. I think somewhere near where that pet cemetery used to be. I remember your mom talking about a bar her, her parents owned, right? Was that like after the cabins then or? Actually, it was before they had the cabins. Oh, they had okay. a bar. They lived at 820 Leclerc, and across the street was a bar, and they just called it Schaefer's, of course, um, after uh, Grandfather Schaefer's last name. Now, it was a sandwich shop during Prohibition, and then later it became a bar. But my mom told me that they actually hid liquor in their house and sold beer and alcohol during Prohibition. Now, when the feds came from Chicago, they hid all the beer in the bathtub. Oh, so, I, yeah, in fact, I I kind of remember, God, it was your mom one time. She was talking about it, and she said that, like, the police actually came, the local police came and warned them when the, when the federal people were, were doing searches and stuff. She said it was actually the chief of police that would come and warn so, them. The feds were coming from Chicago to do searches. So, yeah, I guess some of that, I mean, I remember reading about, you know, hearing some of that stuff on, on television and stuff about that happening in local cities and stuff as the police tried to keep, you know, look, look the other way a little bit. Well, maybe they supplied him with some liquor. I don't know, though. Um, I know one story my mom always told me uh, was when her parents, of course, both worked at the bar. In fact, I heard stories that my grandmother danced on the bar at one time. Um, she was home with her two younger brothers. And she was afraid sometimes, and she kept a long knife under her pillow, and she named it Shikalinda. Now, I have no idea where she got that name, Shikalinda, but apparently she told the priest about that story, and that was the end of Shikalinda. So or even way back in those days, her parents left her with her two younger brothers alone in the house. But I guess she That's had it. Shikalinda. Yeah. <laughs> a little protection for herself and for her brothers, huh? I also remember your sister sent us a tape of the opening of the Centennial Bridge and stuff. And I seem to remember your mom talking about some the parties and stuff. She must have been, what, high school age then or somewhere near there? I think she was pretty young. I'm not sure high school or out of high school. She did say when they finished building the Centennial Bridge that they were actually going to have a dance on the bridge. But they were so worried about the vibrations from the dancers that they moved the dance to the call ballroom instead. Oh, wow. So they never ex actually had that dance on the bridge, they, huh? They never had it. I know they oh. had parades and parties, but they wouldn't let them dance on the bridge. Too oh. much too much <laughs> shaking, I guess. So how did your uh, how did your grandparents meet? Do you know that? I, I know they met in Dyersville, Iowa. Uh, apparently, my grandmother's family owned a hotel. I'm not sure who owned it, whether it were her parents or her brother or sister. And he ate lunch there every day. He was the sheriff in town. Um, they had dated quite a bit. Um, they kept dating, and then he was drafted into World War One. 
And I, I always heard that when he was in the trenches, he was really, really afraid of getting gassed. He always kept his gas mask right nearby. That'd be quite a fear. Uh, my grandmother sent him a letter that I actually have. My mother gave it to me, and she sent it to France. And it has a four-leaf clover taped to the top, and it has a little heart taped to the top. And I'm going to read you what the letter says. The letter reads, I found a little four-leaf clover, and I'm sending it over to you. Out on a battlefield, just like an armor shield. It will help you to win the victory, for the four-leaf clover makes wishes come true. And my heart is yearning and wishing for you. So I picked this little four-leaf clover, and I'm sending it over to you. I thought that was pretty sweet. And, and he did get the purple heart. No one really knows why he got it. They do know that he was near an explosion and he did have deafness in one of his ears. But he did come home. So I guess that four-leaf clover um, had, made him safe enough to come home. You talked about your grandfather coming back from the war and stuff and with your grandmother. But also your that's kind of how your mom and dad met, right? From your, what, your Uncle Loris and your dad were, were in the Army together? Yes. Um, my uh, mother was working actually at the arsenal during the war, and she was working with a friend um, named Kathleen. Her name's Kathleen. And um, un- her brother, Uncle Loris, brought home my dad, Harold Waring, um, to, uh, to visit. And my dad ended up uh, marrying my mother, and my mother's friend um, ended up marrying her brother, Loris. So actually, at one time, there was two Kathleen Schaefer's living in the same house, which was a little confusing. So then, have you found out anything else? I mean, are we kind of—I know we can hit most of the highlights, but anything else about your grandfather? I have not found anything else out. I guess I'm happy that I finally started calling him grandfather, and he seems like more of a person to me now and more of a relative to me now. I didn't know he had such a fascinating story, and I didn't know he had so much to do with the— Quad Cities, um, the cabins. I know that my dad had an opportunity to buy that land that the cabins were sitting on. He, he didn't do that. That might have been like winning the lottery if he had done that. That's pretty expensive little corner. Rumor has it that he also owned the land of where North Park Mall sits, but we can't verify that yet. That would have been a nice chunk of land that my dad might have purchased. Thank you to Ellen and David Martin for sharing your stories as part of the Great Quad Cities Listen. If you have a story you'd like to share, visit greatqclisten.org and sign up for a time to record an interview. What were you like as a child? What are you most grateful for? Can you tell me one of your happiest memories? Do you know someone that will give great answers to those questions? A friend or family member with amazing stories. Invite them to share their story right here on WVIK as part of the Great Quad Cities Listen. Learn more about how you can be a part of the Great Quad Cities Listen at greatqclisten.org. The Great Quad Cities Listen is made possible by the Joyce and Tony Singh Family Foundation.